Hello everyone and welcome back to Just Be. And today I'm going to be talking about perfectionism. And I want to talk about perfectionism today because I've kind of been I guess not necessarily in like the re- the super recent podcast, but something that has been so interesting to kind of reflect on is that I have like two notes apps, right? Or two things in my notes. And one is like podcast ideas, which are more concrete, a little bit more, you can plan them out, whatever. And then there's another one that's just thoughts. But the thoughts one is not necessarily for the podcast. It's just like, oh, here's a thought that just popped in my brain. Um, Let's see, maybe I want to journal about it later or come back to it. Or, oh, maybe I like this quote. You know, it's literally, I mean, you can imagine how much of a shit show my thoughts um, notes is, (laughs) um, and I kind of find myself getting really overwhelmed when I talk about something on the podcast that is subjective and not everyone's gonna agree with, and not even necessarily, like, hot takes. I'm talking about, uh, ones about, like, vulnerability, you know, and me just having a thought and being like, what is vulnerability to me? You know, that is like really stressful to put out there because I'm saying, hi, I am 19 years old. I know nothing. And I'm just pondering this and let me ponder with you. And as much as I think that's so cool, right? It's also really hard when you have struggled with perfectionism your entire life because it's really hard to admit that you're wrong. And I have a super, super hard time. And it doesn't even come out in ways that you would think. Like, now I can, you know, say I'm wrong, you know, whatever. But when I was younger, I couldn't. But also, like, it comes out in ways that you don't really, you don't notice. So, like, when I put out that podcast about vulnerability, that's just an example. But I have other podcasts, I think, where I'm just pondering a thought, right? But that's not necessarily something that you would expect that trait of mine to kind of come out. Where, like, I post that podcast and I'm, like, kind of nervous about it. I'm like, uh. And maybe I get a little anxious when someone has a different thought than me. But on the outside, like, I'm reading in, taking all this information in. Like, I just finished the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And I have been, you know journaling and working on overcoming perfectionism and this just kind of goes to show you those like emotional blind spots that you have and I don't even know I mean I wouldn't even say perfectionism it's just a blind spot like just a blind spot that I you have and as much as you can you know work on I I can work on kind of perfectionism and shifting my mindset and whatever it comes out in weird ways and as much as i'm like i hate that i do this you know like i was doing math um i had a math final which i'll get to i'm gonna do a little life update in a second once i finish introducing this but i was doing my math final and like i have always had such a hard relationship with math like when i was younger it would make me so upset i hated being bad at it whatever like i always felt just bad at it bad at it bad at it and as a little girl who always wanted to be perfect and be good at everything like math was so frustrating for me because it was so this is the answer there's a right and a wrong 
and it's common that you're going to be wrong because it's literally like you forget things you're fucking human you know and so taking a math class which marley thank god for her i mean honestly god bless her patience because holy shit we just did math together for longer than i mean like literally i think we probably did it for 24 hours straight this weekend we besides sleeping you know and um i looked at her and i was like i'm i don't know why like i took calculus and stats in high school why is this stupid math so hard for me and she's like kaylee you have literally and, and granted we've read the same books and we talk about you know I, I talked to her a lot about overcoming perfectionism and all this stuff and i just i was just so upset and like it just came out i was like it's just so frustrating to me that i am nervous about getting a low grade in this class when i've taken such higher math class and she's like kaylee we have not taken a you know we just took a half a year gap from learning math and we haven't stimulated the side of our brains and we in in six months right and this is the longest gap we've taken from learning math since fucking kindergarten like jesus kaylee like slow down like relax and i was like okay and so this is like where this conversation of perfectionism kind of comes around because it's like i work so hard because to not like push this idea of perfectionism on myself but some people just have these blind spots and me and marley can talk about the subtle art of not giving a fuck and you know being giving ourselves grace and doing this and that but at the end of the day what i've had to come to terms with recently is that bitch i'm busy you know and like the times that you're busy and you're stressed out and you're not constantly thinking about fucking overcoming perfectionism you're just trying to get through the fucking day right i'm just trying to get my math final out of the way and i'm stressed out and i'm freaking out that i'm gonna get a bad grade and i'm freaking out that i have much higher expectations for myself because i've taken this these math classes and whatever like you know you have those blind spots and as much as they're like annoying and frustrating i think a reason i get so frustrated is because again i forget it's a blind spot of mine that i'm not perfect and i'm gonna get stressed out and i'm gonna fucking get angry and frustrated at people i shouldn't and when i shouldn't and whatever right we're not constantly thinking about what we can do better and how we can proceed in life happier and whatever all the time no one's thinking about that and no one should be right fucking no one's perfect i'm not perfect i get frustrated when i'm doing math like i was i revert back to my six-year-old self at my kitchen table with my dad when i do math why i don't know it's just a thing and as much as i want to say that i'm okay with getting a b when i think about it it makes me sad you know fuck it i'll say it you know and as much as i'm trying and trying and trying and i think about it all the time and i'm trying to be conscious about it 
I'm fucking human and so is everyone else in my life and this is kind of what the podcast is about today that's my little introduction we'll get back to that but I do want to give a little bit of a life update because bitch I didn't post last week and I don't know I think you guys care about me and my life hopefully (laughs) um but what's going on all right so last week I was was the beginning of finals I had a few classes but essentially I was just doing final stuff um first order of business that I knocked out of the way was my Arabic test Arabic went amazing I think Eh, not as good as last final but again it's a harder course and um I'm gonna study during the summer and it'll be good I think that with Arabic it's gonna be a lot of self I have to do a lot of work myself and hold myself accountable for that and I'm excited for that challenge. I think I might have said this in the last podcast, but this is just something that's really stuck with me. I just love when things just stick with me because sometimes I read quotes and they just go in one and near out the other and I'll write them down, but I don't know. I think the shit that sticks with you is awesome, but I really liked this. You know, you can go to class and you can go to work and that's awesome and you're showing respect to the people around you, but kind of having that discipline and doing shit that you know is good for you, like reading, journaling, um, fuck, what was I just talking about? Oh my god, I'm actually such a fucking bubble brain, I just had to go and listen to myself, because I forgot what I was talking about, but Arabic, um, I think what's cool about Arabic, and reading, and journaling, and doing all the things that are good for you, is because it shows that you're showing up for yourself, and if it really is a goal of mine, to become fluent in Arabic, which it is, I know, I've talked to people that when I get out of the minor program here, I'm not going to be fluent, which sucks ass, because I'm, I, imagine how much time it is to do a minor in college, right, so many classes, whatever, Yeah, I'm still not going to be fluent, and, and language is something that is somewhat concrete, I mean, you are always learning new vocabulary, but, I mean, me personally, my goal is to be able to get around and, you know, know the know what I need to know to get around those countries when I end up working there or doing whatever I do, right? And I think that that's a goal that is attainable in the super near future, like by the time I graduate college, but it's not all going to be done by going to class and doing my homework, which is crazy because, shit, that's a lot of fucking time I'm putting in, but... I do know that that does go for anything. You know what I mean? It's like, if I am really passionate about international studies, and I am, and politics and all that, I'm going to constantly be learning outside of it, even if it doesn't... I mean, sitting down and studying Arabic is much different than, you know, to me. I think that learning on my own for the realm of international studies and politics is, you know, going and looking at news, you know? keeping myself updated on current events and then you know the niche bullshit that you need to understand that is going to come in the class so independent work goes hand in hand but I think a lot of people underestimate the power of independent work and independent studying and all that and I think that definitely something that should be promoted more but I digress I am going to hold myself accountable for that and that's basically that on Arabic, super fun, um, 
I just finished my theology paper and I'll tell you about my theology paper because why not? It's kind of fun. Uh, my theology paper was a, like an, I think it was a six to eight page paper. I don't know. She's like switched it or something. It could have been five to seven, but, um, it was like a really, really open prompt, which was kind of cool because I have so many questions and conversations that I want to start in the topic of religion and I actually like okay this might sound this might be a oddball um thing to say I really do think that I'm gonna get my doctorate in theology when I get older and who knows like where I'll be by the time I'm able to get a doctorate or whatever the time I want to get a doctorate but as of right now that's the tentative goal uh and you know who knows if that's even gonna intellectually stimulate me the way that i it does now by the time i want to get my doctorate who fucking knows no one knows but that's something i've been thinking about a lot but anyway back to what my final paper is about basically i ended up writing about um how to how i think that coexistence is going to be achieved between Abrahamic religions and kind of like proposing solutions. So my solution that I proposed was taking the conversation around diversity and inclusion a step further and making sure that it's accepted and the conversation around it is not as politicized, which is making the conversation more polarized and could be I think is is a reason why people, you know, in a professional setting freak out when they hear that about diversity and inclusion councils or conversations and or whatever it be that this company is promoting. People are, you're shoving diversity down my throat. And people are so unaccepting of the conversation, but a lot of the time it's not even understood why these conversations are need to be had because we don't have a substantial amount of religious and cultural literacy and obviously all of this is based around religion but obviously there's a greater conversation around diversity and inclusion but I kind of I didn't get to really touch on that because it's it's more of an opinion what I just said but what I focused on in there was the importance of accepting hearing other people's experiences and I think that how that kind of ties into the diversity conversation which kind of prompted these thoughts was that I think that a lot of the time for for me being in a diversity council the things that I got out of it that were the most beautiful to me was being able to hear people's experiences and it just kind of reminds you especially I think that as humans we want to especially as teenagers, hello, it feels like the world is fucking crashing in on us all the time. And it's like, my life is the worst. And then you realize how much beauty there is in your life and how much you have to be grateful for. And when you hear other people's experiences, it just reminds you like, oh, okay, I'm not special. Everyone goes through shit. Like, sorry. It's just like something you need to hear, especially as a teenager. And I think that that was what was so cool about them. So in a religious context, hearing people's experiences and kind of becoming more well-versed 
in just experiences and people's what people think and what religion is brought to them i think that is could be cool to critically think on if and only if you're proposing religion in a critical thinking lens right because obviously in if it wasn't tied with a promoting religious and cultural literacy in an academic history fact-based way that could be very dangerous especially in the world we live in so yeah that's kind of what it was about and i think that's pretty cool i had a super fun time writing it and obviously i think the entire essay was a very 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 oversimplified version of reality like let's be real if we implemented religious and cultural literacy um everyone has their biases teachers have biases and let's say since history teachings are not a nationalized standard they're state by state things could get a little messy and very 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 biased and etc obviously this is a very far-fetched idealistic view but i think that it could it could be kind of cool to think about and i think that a more overarching idea is that religion can be used to think about critically and it doesn't need to be this super world changing world altering thing that it is and i think that that's how we can move away from animosity so yeah that was my thesis i thought it was really cool um it wasn't fun to write i don't really know why i said it was fun to write it wasn't hi um i spent a lot of time on it and it was very painful with that said um i'm proud of it and i think it turned out well so there's that and what else is going on um just finished my math final i think i did good on it i hope i did good on it um but now that i'm done with it i am in total chill mode i am done with life for today i am going to go to bed super early because i didn't really get any sleep last night because i get really anxious when i have something to wake up for and all i was thinking about is binomial probability in my sleep and yeah so i'm gonna go to bed early i'm going to read my book right now i'm reading it's called stay with me um it is great so far you guys can follow me on goodreads if you want to see how i'm how i rate it in the end but i love it so far and i'm gonna journal today definitely need to journal haven't done that because i've just been so busy with finals and i'm gonna put away laundry laundry needs to happen asap and yeah life is i'm feeling so much less overwhelmed now that my most uh, all my finals really besides my girl are over and yeah i feel so much better about it all so that's that and let's move in to perfectionism now that you've heard my thesis on theology and you've heard about learning binomial probability, you know, all the fun things. Let's get into the conversation of perfectionism. So I first want to start this with kind of prefacing that, or or kind of telling you guys how I'm going to do this. So I'm going to start by kind of like going through the years. And I'm going to start this by talking about when I was younger. And obviously this is going to kind of delve into reasons that I've gathered, you know, why I am the way I am, you know, like nature versus nurture type beat. And I think that 
Um, I'm, I know that my parents are probably nervous to watch this and they're like, oh God, like, what did I do? Is my kid about to, or they're typing up a paragraph and they're like, who the fuck do you think you are? You try to raise yourself better than I did. Like the fuck, like we're all just doing our best. Don't fucking hate on me on the internet. This is not what that is going to be at all. <laughs> um, I, a huge part of this conversation that I'm going to get to towards the end is that perfectionism hurts your relationships because if you have such high expectations for yourself and you don't even realize that you're human and you make mistakes and it hurts you so much when you make mistakes and you don't treat yourself with any grace, you're not going to do that for the people around you, you know? And that hurts any relationship you have. And obviously, you're young. You just want to be nurtured and loved and you don't think about this shit then, right? But like now we can look back on, or I can look back on my experiences and you can too if you relate to this and you can be like, oh, you know, like my parents were human too. And so I just wanted to preface that before I got into anything because obviously, bitch, everyone's trying to do their best. And like, I am not a parent and I don't know how to parent and I don't know how I'm going to parent. And a lot of this whole conversation goes into the um, fact that there's times where life gets frustrating and you can't fucking control things. And as much as obviously perfectionism has plagued my life and I would never want to inflict that on my kid when I get stressed out, like I feel like I revert back to that perfectionist little girl. And it used to feel to me like that was such a step back. But I just think it's so cool that I can sit down here and have a conversation and tell you guys what I've learned about my reflection on perfectionism in my life and how it's prevalent and whatnot. Um, And so, yeah. Anyway, moving on from that little disclaimer, I guess I kind of want to start with being a little girl and how I think I've reflected on where this started. So I'm actually going to start a 30-minute timer like I did last week because I think that that will be good. But I first want to start with kind of talking about nature versus nurture. And like with parenting, I've done a lot of reflection on this. And I think that as much as it's important and cool to, and it's an important part of healing to look at how how you were raised has an impact on how you act what you do obviously there's there's influence there right that's known nature versus nurture right bring back that conversation but i think that there are where the nature comes in is how you choose to interpret the lessons that parents tell you and also Also, there's a big section of it that I think that, (laughs) let's use this as an example. Parents will tell you not to lie, right? Don't lie, whatever. And then you get older and you lie because you're a kid and you just lie about things that you think are wrong, right? You don't want to get in trouble. And in your brain, getting in trouble scares you and that value of not lying gets thrown out the window and then your parents catch you in the lie you get really sad and for me personally as soon as my parents look at me 
in a look of disappointment, I will cry and die and hate my life. So at a young age, I think like when my parents told me, well, don't lie, and then they got disappointed in me, and I took that and I held that close to me and don't lie, don't steal, like that type of stuff. When I disobeyed them and I did things that were shitty, <laughs> um, wow, like that really hurt me. And so I didn't do that. And I think that comes with my nature. My nature is not to lie and do shitty things. I can't hold that in and that's just not me. But at the same time, you get older, right? And then you have conversations in philosophy class and you're like yeah lying is morally wrong but then what if a murderer comes into your fucking house like me and marley just had this conversation earlier and that's why i think it's fresh in my brain and why this is a good example and someone and the murderer is like give me where your fucking friend is in the house and you lie because bitch you don't want them to get killed is that morally wrong like it's your you have to take the lessons that you were taught and think about them as an adult and just not take everything so fucking literally. But as kids, like, you just learn shit and you do it because if your parents didn't, if your parents are like, <laughs> lying is subjective and they gave you this example, you'd be like, ah, fuck it, let's go lie. Like, no. And then you wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? And so your parents have to just tell you facts and you take it as a fact because you worship your parents and you're taught to worship your parents, you know? And so that lying thing was kind of a leeway to say my parents also instilled in me independence and also, I'm not going to kind of get into, like, the imp if it was implicit or not, but, like, things that were instilled in me were independence, drive, and, you know, a lot of other things. But those are, like, two things I think that contributed heavily to my perfectionism. And kind of in the same breath, like... Obviously, you grow up and you learn more about your parents and you understand why, like, grades were important to my mom. My grades were always very important to my mom, but she knew at a certain point that I knew they were important to her and that was important to me because at, an, at a young age, implicitly, I just gathered this correlation that I had to earn, I had to prove myself and that's how I gained respect from my parents. Like, I didn't feel like I deserved love and affection and care from my parents unless I was independent, driven, getting the best grades as possible, right? Like, I made that implicit correlation. And so, my mom cares about grades, and she has reasons why she cares about grades, and I'm older now, and I get that. Totally get it, and I can understand that. At a young age, you don't get it. Your parents just tell you, I care about grades. My dad would say, I really care about the effort you put in. That's what I care about. So I had that balance. And it was never unbalanced when it came to just grades, right? Obviously, 
again, very oversimplifying a larger conversation, but I think that when I was younger, the two things that stick out to me are like making my own lunch, getting myself to the bus stop, and getting good grades were three things that I wore on my sleeve. I was like, I don't need help from anyone, and I deserve respect and love and affection because I do all these things, and I'm better than all these kids I go to school with, and I'm better than it was always like a I'm better than because when you're a kid you don't know how to express that you see that my parents would love me if I got shitty grades and I know that now right but when you're younger and you've never done anything other than that and your parents like tell everyone tells you and looks at you like you're perfect and you get on this power trip because everyone's like, oh, Kaylee Grace, Kaylee Grace, just the perfect grandchild, the perfect child, the perfect whatever. It's like, oh, so for life to be good, I have to get good grades and I have to keep this independence thing because this is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. So I felt lost. I felt really fucking lost and I felt confused because it's easy to kind of start this conversation and learn about yourself and kind of intellectualize this conversation and talk about like the nature versus nurture part and be like, wow, it's really interesting that my parents taught me this, this, and this. And now when you're older, you kind of have to debunk these proofs because you learn that nothing is that black and white is lying morally wrong who fucking knows right you know there's no such thing as a perfect person and that's not me oh let's figure that out you know and so there's a lot of things or or independence and fucking drive does not make me who i am people don't love me because i'm independent like People love me for me, and I'm a cool person, and whatever, right? You have to, like, debunk all these things, and at first, it's so easy to kind of jump right into, oh, so how did my parents raise me? And it's, like, cool, and you can give yourself grace because, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm a perfectionist because that's how I am. I'm a perfect, that's just me. Like, no, you grow up and things happen and just like other things happen to other people that cause them to be the way they are, there are things in my life that cause me to want to be independent. And in reality, and looking back on it, like, that's sad. That's like a little tiny girl who obviously now I am I'm so strong and I have so many, I'm so like, there are so many wonderful things about me. I'm strong-willed, I'm independent, and now at Achieving Balance, I can say, wow, I'm so glad that I was not some coddled child who, you know, got handed everything to them and had no fucking things in their lives that they struggled with, you know. I'm so glad that I wasn't and I'm so like I I accept and I'm so happy that and I'm so grateful for the way that I was raised and objectively speaking 
I was not a coddled child. Like, that was not... I mean, obviously, I had divorced parents, and they both have very different parenting styles, but, like, as I got older, they catered to who I am as a person, you know? That's what you have to do, and God, they they did it, you know? My, my parents are great, and they both taught me different lessons in different ways, but I, like, I, I wasn't, like, coddled. That wasn't what I ever wanted to be, you know? And, and I'm because I had that, like, kind of hyper-independence thing growing up, and I'm glad that I wasn't, because I'm fucking independent and so friggin' strong-willed, and those are things that I, that were instilled in me, and, like, my dad's famous quote is, but did you die, you know, like, go fucking do it, you know, like, sleep when you're dead, you know, these are all, like, awesome ideals, and then when you get older, And now that I'm trying to kind of achieve balance because I don't want to be burnt out at the age of 19 and I think it's pretty ridiculous that I am. (laughs) So, and it it all comes down to the fact that I just have never found balance with these ideals that are very strong and I hold strong to me. And I think that that's like, now coming back to nature versus nurture how to kind of reflect on these things and how I've reflected on these things. Obviously, it's cool to, you know, kind of trace things back to why things happened, when things happened, whatever. We all struggle, right? Clearly, something in my life happened and made me take independence and drive to a totally different level. And I can talk about that and I can evaluate that and I can work through that and it can be awesome and we can you know, create our habits after learning this about ourselves and it's a little bit easier to understand and give ourselves grace for, but also it's something that has helped me, right? I'm not speaking for anyone else. Something that's kind of helped me is now coming back to earth a little bit and saying, okay, so I also, and and, and the way I talk about this now being like, oh, so, like, my parents gave me all these ideals that are close to them, and, you know, I took some of them and held them close to me, and I lived with them a little bit more strongly than I lived with other ones, uh, just as another kid might have picked up on some other ideal that my parents instilled in me that I didn't necessarily cling on to and hold super near and dear to me and have to reflect on now, you know? Everything is so... You can trace it back and you can talk about it and whatever, but I think that at the end of the day, kind of like holding some accountability for yourself and being like, okay, Kaylee, right, we can talk about how our parents raised us and ideals that are important to them and how that kind of like carried on to you and what they maybe thought was important to carry on to you, what they implicitly did, you know, it's cool to think about, right? But reining myself in a little bit, I've realized that (laughs) it's really hard to find balance in that conversation. And until you realize how your perfectionism affects other people. And so I think something for me, because a lot of perfectionism stems in insecurity and what you think about how other people view you, I was had I had a realization that my stress like kind of carried 
I carried stress on me. I had a stressful demeanor about me, and I'm not a stressful person at the core. When my perfectionism was taking over my fucking life, there was an energy that I held that was really stressful. And that still comes out when I get frustrated or whatever, whatever. But I was like, oh my god, I am putting this onto other people. And that's not a comfortable feeling to sit with because as much as perfectionism makes you uncomfortable because you're living in it and you realize that it's an issue and you put it aside because you pass it off as it's just me I'm just a perfectionist whatever it's just it's just who I am right like it's not really a comfortable thing to think that something a part of you is stressful like you are not stressed like I just want to put that out there if anyone is resonating with this you are not a stressful person and This is something that you can change through mindset. I'm not saying it's fucking easy. Obviously, I wouldn't be making this if this was an easy thing to talk about or an easy journey that I'm on right now kind of reflecting on this. Not fucking easy. But it does make you feel a little bit better that it's in your control, you know? I I can control if I'm constantly thinking about the future and I am a stressful person. That is not me. That is not me at all. I have so many other traits. And if I decide that I want to just pass myself off as a stressful person, me personally, I'm doing myself a disservice when I'm at the age where I can reflect and I can think about this stuff and I can think about how it's reflect affecting my relationships. So when you kind of come to terms, when I came to terms with my perfectionism, I think that it was easy to be like, oh, yeah, chalk it down to, oh, yeah, this is mom. Oh, yeah, this is dad. Because it's it's your perfectionist ego talking. And it's like, God forbid I take any accountability for not being perfect and inflicting this on myself, you know? Like, remember when dad freaking sat you down and told you that you were literally going to kill yourself over an A and that you can't do this, right? Like, remember how many times he told you that grades don't matter when you were at the age where you could, you know, reflect on this and be like, oh, maybe this is an issue. Maybe I am kind of taking this perfectionism thing to another level. You know what? Like, taking some accountability is a huge stride for my perfectionism that I'm overcoming now and being like, all right, so for me to give some respect to myself, let's devote my time to working towards this. And that's going to be a way that I show myself that I care about. I care about me, you know? Just as like like what I was saying in the beginning of the podcast. I'm fucking taking accountability and I'm taking, what's the word I was using? I'm showing respect for myself by showing up for myself and taking accountability and being like, yeah, bitch, you aren't perfect. Yeah, bitch, like, you are inflicting this on yourself. And yeah, you are in charge of changing this. Another way that I've had to take accountability in my relationships, not only just constantly feeling like I'm projecting this, like, stressful demeanor, because I fucking am, 
it's also that I have such high expectations for myself and I think I need to be perfect and I think I need to show everyone that I'm perfect and I always have my shit together that everyone around me also needs to do that. And so kind of going back to that like little girl who thought she was better than everyone else for packing her lunch and getting herself to the bus stop in fourth grade, right? Because I felt like I needed to do that and I thought that that was how you how people appreciate you is you know being hyperly independent that little girl comes out and she doesn't ever go away until you come to terms with this but but now like you're older right I'm kind of just coming to terms with this and bitch my ego comes out when just like anyone else is right and I'm aware that this is gonna sound shitty but that little girl comes out And now it's not really just a sweet, innocent matter of, you know, wanting to feel loved and, you know, cared for. And you just think that this is how you, how you get love if you do these things, right? It's like not that anymore. Now you're older and you haven't really healed that part of yourself and you're hurting other people because you're pushing these expectations that are unrealistic on your relationships including your parents and you're unwilling to see the that everyone's human and no one's perfect because you haven't even come to terms with that with yourself how the fuck are you going to come to terms with that with the people around you right and so like i'm talking about my parents because it's easy to kind of talk about the fact that when you're healing from this, a lot of what you're figuring out is that a lot of it, a lot of why you have heightened these specific traits of yours is because that little girl did that. And like why comes down to a lot of different things, right? So it's important to take accountability and realize, wow, you know, when I was younger, I was so hard on myself that I was also so painfully hard on the people around me. And I was not able to get out of my own fucking ass and realize that other people are human and no one's fucking perfect. You know, that's that's on me. And I'm okay with that because I'm not perfect. And I'm not saying that any of that is right. And I'm not, you know, and, and this is also kind of another fucked up thing that comes with perfectionism is that you kind of love that power trip of feeling like you're better than everyone else it gets addicting because you have this implicit correlation that even though it brings a lot of harm to your life you can't help but kind of get off to other people's failures and or what you think is a failure right in your perfect brain and you don't understand that failing is good, right? And so it is like, it's so like hard to even say this shit out loud because it obviously sounds fucked up. And it's like, dude, and when I say that perfectionism literally plagues you, I'm not kidding. Like it, it does. I feel like it seeps into your soul and like chips away at your well-being. <laughs> and so obviously you carry a lot of shame for that 
because you're literally allowing your ego to get in the way of you bridging authentic relationships because it's this constant battle of like I have so high expectations of myself that I can't even attain but I expect other people to attain that I'm constantly being am disappointed in everyone and everything around me including myself and then also being like but I want to be better than you because I'm perfect and hello like that's a lot of ego that's a lot of ego thinking that you have to be better than everyone and as much as internally it's hurting right it never feels good to constantly be disappointed in yourself and I can I can give myself love and obviously like heal that part of me but also a lot of the drive that has helped again this could totally like not be what a therapist would tell me to do or whatever but what I'm currently working on after reflecting on you know why I am the way I am or whatever is being like okay bitch take it take some accountability and like look at how your actions affect other people and this is like not even the tangent that I expected this podcast to go but truly like this is this is how I think and even if it's not like how other people are kind of getting through their perfectionism i'm just sharing what i'm doing and but just one more thing kind of on the ego conversation is that like in conversations with people that i have relationships with it was really hard for me to even imagine not being right sometimes when you're so caught up in your own life and your own feelings and whatever you don't take a step back to be like and what if I am wrong? Is that okay? And implicitly, especially when your emotions are tied up into it, and I've mentioned that when I get emotional or stressed or whatever, my little girl who thinks that everything and everyone who loves her is riding on her perfectionism comes out. And so what comes with that is also always feeling like you're right and always feeling like you need to be right because you're perfect like so it was very 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 hard for me to admit that i was wrong i and that makes you have that fucking victim complex all the time and no one wants that like that's not me that's the perfectionism i'm speaking and perfectionism is a habit it is not me bro it is not me and i can value the attributes like um independence and being strong-willed being strong standing up for myself knowing what's right when it is but as i get older and i'm just reevaluating what values are strong to me the strongest of them all i'm realizing to me at this moment is balance and to me i see my perfectionism as a scale and something i've taken way too far in the sense of independence strong will determination whatever fuck whatever you want to 
whatever you want to chalk it down to, right? I've taken it too far, and this is not a balanced life. I can be independent, I can be driven, and I can be all the things that make me beautiful and me without overdoing it and killing myself on the way. And where I think that perfectionism is a little bit different from any other trait, let's say like maybe you have an issue with lying, right? And you're trying to chalk it down to something that you were taught by your parents or something. Where I think perfectionism is different and the reason that I'm able to talk about perfectionism in a little bit more of a critical way, because I, I feel my mom's text coming saying, like, give yourself grace. And, like, yes, I do give myself grace. And I embrace all of the imperfections that I have. And that's the point of this, you know? It's saying that, no, I'm not perfect. And, like, my perfectionism has led me to have this ego, and it's not so pretty. But at the same time, a reason that I'm a perfectionist is because, or I'm not a perfectionist. I was living my life under the pretenses of perfectionism, is that I'm very, very independent, and I just took it a little too far. I'm very, very driven, and I just took it a little too far. And that's what I'm supposed to be learning, bro. Like, that's this is what life is. And so, like, yeah, I give myself grace. And I love and am nurturing those parts of myself that make me me. You know, I'm a boss fucking bitch. And I'm going to achieve so much because of all these traits that my parents have instilled in me. Whatever you want to say is the good and the bad or whatever. But as a perfectionist, I guess... This can't even be for every single perfectionist in the world because it all matters to how you, you know, you hug that perfectionist. Like, whatever. I don't really know how to say it, but like, however you decide to deal with and move forward from living in this state of perfectionism is on you. But for me, what I had to do and what I am doing actively, which is so important because, again, I just want to highlight, like, this isn't just, this isn't fucking linear and I'm not moving backward when, you know, those blind spots kick me in the ass. No, like, it's a part of life and I'm allowed to tell myself that I have a little bit of an ego because of this. And I need to lower my expectations of people. And my expectations of myself are way too fucking high. And yeah, I need to give myself grace. And I can critique that. And I think that's fucking beautiful. Because I'm learning from my faults. And I'm able to look at myself and look at my actions in my life. And be like, no, the right way for me to deal with this might look like it, like different to you. To you, it might be kind of breaking down and understanding the your brain and that might give you peace and allow you to move forward. But for me, no. I want to and I'm ready to take accountability for placing those expectations on people. 
letting my ego get in the way of my relationships, especially with my parents. And like, that's why this conversation is hard to have because the conversation of perfectionism has, and when people talk to me about it, when my parents talk to me about it, you know, again, I've just said I had this conversation with my mom, like, there has been a narrative, Kaylee's always okay. And that has affected me in a way that has been negative. Um, and I can be sad about that. And I can nurture the little girl that, like, that's sad that I thought that that was how people were going to love me and appreciate me. And that's sad that that's moved into my adult life. I feel like I need to take care of people and be people's backbone and be the perfect person in their life and walk into their life to be loved. That sucks. I can be sad about that. But what I can't do is once I've understood where it comes from, just sit back and sit on that. Like, especially when you're dealing with perfectionism. And I think that self-awareness in any sense relates to this. Like, once you are able to introspectively look at yourself, you're not just going to, like, sit on these things that are, you know, imperfect about you and just be like, hmm, okay, well, this thing that is imperfect about me is because of this person. (sighs) And this thing that's imperfect about me is this person mom, dad, F you, you did this wrong to me, right? No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit on that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think and chalk it down to this or that or this or that. It's awesome to get it and now I get it and now this is me and this is stuff that I can critically think on and this is stuff that I could be like, yo, that's not cool. Let's not do that moving forward. I know that this is not going to contribute to the life that I want. I know that acting like this is not me. And it's not the person that I want to be at all. At all. And so as much as I value specific traits of myself that I guess I've, I've said this a few times, but I've heightened that I've contributed to the perfectionism, they make me me. I am me. And my imperfections make me beautiful and awesome. And if we didn't have failures and imperfections or things that we can look back on and be like, that was kind of shitty. That was fucked up. I'm not perfect. We would not grow. And so, yeah, I'm going to let myself understand myself. But to move forward, Bitch, I'm ready to look myself in the mirror and look at my imperfections in the fucking face and not look at them to try to fix them. Just look at the person I want to be and look at the life I want to live and ask myself if my ego is getting in the way of that, that person, that I want to be that person that's happy, that's caring, that's empathetic, that has good relationships and is wealthy in love and whatever it be that are the goals of mine. 
I have to be able to look my imperfections in the face and say, all right, let's do it. Let's work with you. You know, I'm not trying to fix you. I'm not trying to erase my independence. I'm not trying to erase anything. But what I am ready to do is look myself in the eyes and say, these things have really hurt you. These things have also really, really hurt the people around you. These things have really hurt your ability to connect with the people around you. And even if you have, they have not been authentic because you're putting on this perfect little face. That's not me. That's not the authentic Kaylee. That's the ego talking. Like, that's straight up the ego that comes with perfectionism. And I want to wrap this up by kind of just saying that I'm totally aware that this might be a little bit of a hot take or something you didn't really expect to hear out of me when I'm talking about perfectionism because perfectionism plagues everyone differently, but I think that's something that everyone can kind of agree on is that it's a lot of disappointment in yourself and others. Disappointment, 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 right? That comes with perfectionism because that's you're setting the standards to perfect, which no one is, right? That's an that's a universal. And that comes with a lot of that inner critic just banging, banging, banging on your head all the time. And that sucks ass. Who? No one wants that. No one wants a critic constantly in the back of your head telling you you have to be perfect if you want to be loved. Fuck that, right? Fuck that. And so I spent a lot of my life critiquing myself and being disappointed because I had my expectations so high. And I think just like I want to put this out there, and this is very, very hard for me to articulate, but the difference between me sitting here and kind of critiquing that ego that's plaguing me and my relationships is not coming from a place of disappointment. Like, that doesn't make me sad to talk about. It doesn't make me sad because I don't have any expectations going into this. I'm just saying, like, this is something that has happened in my life, and this is something that I'm reflecting on, and I think it's really important for me to do a little fine-tuning. Not because I want to get rid of this part of me that is not perfect, which is so funny that like you spend your whole life trying to be perfect and you come to the conclusion that your need for perfectionism is an imperfection. Like so, so funny. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I have no expectations going into this, you know, like I, and I think that that difference is clear, you know? So this is not to say go go in on yourself and find out your imperfections, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the critique from the perfectionist, right? From the perfect perfectionist ego that constantly needs to be the best and be better than everyone and needs everyone to also be the best and perfect. What that person was trying to attain was all the external shit that doesn't fucking matter. Validation from others. Being perfect talk about the most external thing that you can get it's not even in the world 
being perfect is not a thing. Fucking no one is, right? So that's why that critique led to disappointments because I had these crazy expectations that led me to feel that way. But now talking about this, I don't feel disappointed in myself because my expectations aren't rooted in being perfect. So to me, accepting that, you know, perfectionism has instilled some kind of shitty morals onto me, even though they're rooted in good ones, right? Like, I don't know, reevaluating that is beautiful and cool that I can sit here and talk about how I'm imperfect and being imperfect is normal. That's what this is all about. And so, yeah, it's a critique and it might sound a little outlandish to sit here and talk about how my entire life I've battled with perfectionism. It's a battle, right? Like it's a battle. And then coming at it with a critique sounds kind of crazy when you jump from that to this, right? But it it's not that. For me, it's been a journey and I've let myself and I do let myself I let myself be sad and I accept me for who I am and I love it, right? But I'm ready to look at myself in the mirror. I've done the work. I've done the work. And I'm ready to admit my faults. And that is my next step and what I'm working on in perfectionism, you know? Understanding yourself and being able to look introspectively to yourself is an amazing step in the right direction. It is something that a lot of people can't do. And even admitting that there is a battle that comes with perfectionism is a huge step. And right now, I feel ready to tackle the next one. And it doesn't always have to mean that I'm always thinking about this, but it is something that is I'm ready to keep on the forefront of my mind, that I'm not perfect. And my years of instilling perfectionism in myself is a habit that I need to break. And I'm, I'm ready for that right now. And yeah, so that's that. And obviously, this is a very hot take, like I've, like I've said. And um, I think that it might come off a little harsh. But I don't know. I do, like, obviously, this isn't, actually, maybe it's not obvious, but this is not necessarily where I thought that this podcast was going to lead me because I feel like you're kind of told how to deal with things, but things aren't that black and white. Things are not just universally known and understood and not everything that might work for you works for someone else. And so, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the times you're told to deal with things one way and that's the correct way to deal with them and obviously therapists and stuff and people who study the brain obviously can give you scientific a scientific understanding of your brain and how to deal with stuff like this and I haven't done that but I don't know this is just me sharing that this is what is working for me and this is how I'm dealing with it and it could be wrong but that's okay because I'm not perfect on that note (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed I'm just gonna post this because it's where my heart led me you know and even though it might not be perfect these are my thoughts and i think they're cool so anyway thank you guys for listening and 
has gotten really, really long, so I gotta cut myself short. And I've also been doing this for far too long, and I need to go outside, and I need to do something else. It's beautiful out today. So, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. Have an awesome rest of the week. It's supposed to be beauty out. It is beauty out right now. I need to go outside. Okay, bye. <laughs>